I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and as we've been talking throughout the program today, uh, sometimes you just have to stay with the question a little longer uh, to make sure you really get all the angles and perspectives. It's it's easy to go with the uh, high level headlines and assume that is the story, uh, but there's always so much more to it. And as it relates to uh, what's been taking place today uh, in Washington D.C., as it relates to the Republican conference, uh, we wanted to go to somebody who was in the room where it happened today. Uh, but most more importantly, to have the important discussion in terms of what it really means and and what comes next. And very pleased to be joined on the line now by Representative John Curtis. Uh, Representative, thanks for uh, jumping on today. Absolutely, boy. Always a pleasure. All right. So you were in in the room, and uh, I know one of the interesting things that hasn't gotten a lot of uh, conversation today, uh, many have made this just solely about uh, the former president, uh, but really this there was already a vote on uh, Liz Cheney, her representative from Wyoming, on her vote uh, for impeachment on the president, uh, which took place actually a couple of months ago in the, in the same sort of conference meeting. It, it, you're absolutely right. And that's been, what's been a little bit frustrating, at least to me, uh, because we've had this discussion as a conference. Can somebody serve in our leadership and vote like Liz Cheney did uh, to impeach President Trump? And what's totally lost and not even brought up in the discussion is we had that vote and she passed in an overwhelming fashion. Um, The conference clearly said, yes, we don't have a problem with that. Uh, So you go from that conversation. And again, it's easy from the headline standpoint to have that be the focus. Uh, but there seems to be much more in terms of the the role of conference chair in terms of what is actually advancing. Uh, many, uh, at least from in my world, are saying, you know, these are a lot of missed opportunities uh, from a leadership standpoint because we're still looking back at the results of 2020. Well, that's so true. Let's let's be honest. The only reason President Trump is in the news this week is because of Liz Cheney. And that's exactly what he wants. She's given him exactly what he wants. And the press, once again, has, has given him exactly what he wants. He's in the forefront and in the news um, where, we're, we, look what's happening over in Israel. Why aren't we talking about that? Look what's happening at the border. Look what's happening with H.R. 1 and H.R. 3. And, and these really significant issues that we're not talking about. Instead, we're talking about President Trump again. 
Yeah, and, and so when you look at those kinds of things, and again, the role, a lot of people don't understand the role of the conference chair in terms of those important principle and policy discussions. Uh, and it seems to me that the, the vote today was more, hey, we need someone in this leadership captain's role in terms of the, the conference chair uh, that is going to focus not on where we've been, but on the policies that are in front of us and the, the issues of the day that we need to show the country we can lead on. That is, you've, you've nailed it. That is, you say it better than I could say it. And, um, I, you know, one of the things, too, that's been frustrating to me is I, I, I like Liz a lot. We're neighboring. Uh, our districts are, are very, very similar. We have a lot of things in common. But, you know, not once has she come to Republican members and said behind closed doors, I think we're doing this wrong. We need to be talking about this or we need to change the way we're talking about that. The only time she's talked about this has been in front of a microphone, in front of a lot of people. If she really wanted to change the party, she would be working hard behind the scenes, talking to us, working this through with us, being a true leader. And, and people find that very frustrating is that she'll step up to a mic and, and attack President Trump. But she won't meet behind a closed door with somebody and say, you need to be more vocal about this or we need to we need to move this as a party uh, and, and talk about it more. And that's what we're looking for in leadership. It's so interesting. I know you always have to be careful about sports analogies. Uh, some some, st- some staffers will always advise the member, no sports analogies for any reason. But I'm going to do it from my end of the microphone today. Uh, sometimes okay. it's the difference between uh, – you see this in, in politics a lot, but you see it in, in business as well. Some people are, are sort of like Tiger Woods. They're like just a great individual performer. Uh, they're out there. They can make it happen. And then some people – uh, are kind of the uh, the John Stockton approach of of uh, making everybody around them better, and it seems to me that what is happening within the Republican conference is uh, we have a lot of a lot of people trying to be uh, sort of the the Tiger Woods or or uh, individual performer as opposed to really being the kind of leader that elevates everybody and furthers the conversation for the conference. Uh, and okay, you've done it. You've opened the sports analogy door. I'm walking through it. <laughs> so here, here's a really good analogy. Um, there's a reason that the fans don't pick the team captain, right? The, the, the members of the team pick the team captain. And it feels like today that the, that the country wants to pick the, the chair of the Republican conference. And it needs to be the members who pick that because they're in the locker room. They see what's going on. They know who is inspirational. They know who is a leader. They know who can move them forward. And the fans don't. And this is, the, I think, one of the frustrations with some of the feedback that we're getting is, is why aren't the fans picking the team captain? Well, it's because the, the players in the locker room see and hear things that are not public. Um, you know, it's really interesting. We, we brought this up today in, in, in with my staff is that nobody knows in Utah who votes for Utah leadership in the House and the Senate. Those are all private votes. Uh, there's a reason for that. Um, and, and what's happened today is, you know, the, the, the door has been opened and all of our dirty laundry has been kind of displayed. But but people don't really know what that Liz Cheney went to the Republican retreat two weeks ago, went to the press conference and didn't show up at any of the meetings. Mm. Right. Well, that's not leadership. Right. Those are the types of things that the team seems in the, sees in the locker room. That, that the fans don't see. Yeah, and it is. It's it's the behind the scenes in the locker room uh, in in a lot of those conference meetings that again are not public meetings. They're they're more political, uh, which is not a problem. Uh, that uh, that a lot of that leadership or lack of leadership really gets manifest. Uh, just in our our last couple of minutes, uh, Congressman, I, I want to get to. 
what I think is one of the real issues or one of the real, I guess, things that have become clear during the course of the, the last few days. Uh, and that is this, this idea of, of a northbound train. Uh, of it, it seems that you know if if every if all the trains are in the station and everybody's saying hey here's a shiny one here's a fast one but nothing's moving, uh, the the people kind of get paralyzed. But if there's a, a northbound train based on principle and policy, uh, it seems like people will will jump on that train. Uh, and do the Repub- does the Republican Party have the leaders or the principles or the policies to say okay America? Here's the northbound train. We're, we're going to leave the previous administration and, and the past behind us. Uh, we're going to somewhere really cool, somewhere that's really awesome, somewhere, somewhere that you will thrive. Uh, do we have a northbound train message coming out of the Republican Party? Well, before I answer that, I want to I, I just mention that you have articulated perfectly why we made the change with Liz today. She was not a northbound train. She was headed south. And this is not to, to, to deny that some serious things um, need to be resolved, that there are legitimate um, – there are, there are people spreading things that are just not right. Those are all, all accurate. But I want to get on a northbound train. We need to be talking about freedom. We need to be talking about hope. We need to be talking about getting kids back to school. We need to talk about getting past this uh, pandemic. We need, I mean, there's so many things on the Republican agenda. We need to be talking about the cost of health care and how do we lower prescriptions. We need to be talking about uh, an immigration system that works for everybody. And we're not talking about those things right now. And once again, we're talking about President Trump. And I'm I'm sorry, but I'm done. Right. I'm, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> no, no, note to John, he lost the election. Let's move on. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, great insight uh, from the room where it happened. Uh, Representative John Curtis, we so appreciate your leadership, appreciate you uh, joining us on Inside Sources today. All right, we're going to step aside for one more commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue that conversation about the northbound train, what kind of leadership that takes, uh, what comes next. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.